I'm just saying. I would never goof. I'm not a goofy person. <laughs> You're not a clown. I'm not a little clown. I'm a serious ringmaster. Out of like, from the spectrum of goofy to silly. <laughs> Where would you see yourself? Um, I don't know. Probably closer to goofy than silly, I feel. Mm. I'm trying to think of like a third thing. Zany. Uh, Oh yeah, that's good. That's Zany. a good but Zany's one. like the quirky girl of those three. I'm not sure if that's a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just so zany. <laughs> people say Charlotte. She's just one of those zany people. You know? <laughs> my my like association with Zany is just like that uh, the zany face emoji, like the one with the tongues yeah. out, tongue out, and Crazy different sized eyes. eyes. Yeah. I think of that picture of the woman with the peas on her head being like, oh, she's put peas on her head. She's so mental. <laughs> yeah. Or the one of like the British lads and said like, oh, we said that Darren was like, oh, I'm going to sweep the floor in here. And we said, no, mate. And then he actually went and fucking did it. Yeah. Legend. <laughs> Legend, <laughs> mate. Absolute lad. It's just, it's very British feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. My favorite of that type of posts um, was the... One where I, where it was like <laughs> it was just some guy stealing a rock from like next to a hotel, and it was like he said, he, he, "We said you won't do it, but you did it." The absolute madman. <laughs> it was just just a guy holding a stone. <laughs> that was me as a teenager. I was like, "I'm gonna steal, I'm gonna steal the knob of the banister of this nightclub rat." and put it in my bag and no one can stop me and so I did. I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever stop you doing anything. I've just been writing all morning. Um, uh-huh. I've done quite a lot, I think. I finished the chapter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just scrolled through it. It looks like a looks like a good chunk. Yeah. I'm rather excited by this. I think I Getting just a like big sip of coffee. Just think I passed out while I was writing it so it could it could say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, wow! Let's... Did you see the quote? It's Ch- it's Chuck Palahniuk. When when did the oh. future switch from being a promise to being a threat? Ooh, it really guess, makes you think. I guess when <laughs> climate change was real. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we started to being able no, to predict. No, this was like trends. never. Like the the future being a promise was is like a made up lie by venture capitalists. That's true. <laughs> We it's watched like... um, uh, we watched the Vast of Night yesterday, which is a pretty good movie. I recommend it. Um, but it's set in like the sixties, and it's like, wow, they're all like, in the future, we will have these cars and stuff. And I was like, wow, imagine mm-hmm. thinking that the future isn't just going to kill you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but would like, love even, that to be me. Even then, it was like, okay, you you can have the escapist future or whatever, but it's like. I, I guess it. I guess it. There was a shift from uh, from we, we live in a horrible time, but the future is gonna be better. To we live in a horrible time, and the future is gonna be worse. Mm. But it's like, you know, it's not like people in the sixties uh, were having a great time. Just in no. general, like some people were for sure. But yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, thanks for thanks for this great uh, quote, Chuck. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> forward you. it to my pals at Success Pictures. <laughs> I have read more than one Chuck Palahniuk novel, which I think means I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we all fine. look. We all make mistakes in our choices. Of I also read more than like I read the Name of the Wind and started to read The Wise Man's Fear. So. Mm. What was the recent one I read that was just like really fucking weird? <laughs> the only one I know is Fight Club. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably the best one. So like I I would read that one over other ones. I read Invisible Monsters, which I think is sort of oh, transphobic. That one seems kind of bad, like from what I heard about it. Yeah. It is wild. Um, I think I was just looking at the because because there was a time where I didn't know better. Mm. Um, and I I was just I I want to expand my like taste in literature and for some reason this was the stuff I gr- I gravitated to wanting to get into like the Chuck Palahniuk and Brett Easton Ellis stuff I didn't yeah, end up reading I didn't end up reading a single one of either of their books but I, definitely multiple times I looked at like bookstores or libraries and 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 checked what what kind of books they have and i was like contemplating becoming the like the edgy intellectual guy but it just didn't happen <laughs> i i also wanted to be the edgy intellectual guy that was always my my teen uh mm-hmm. urges i read one it's called beautiful you which is just like it's it's like a weird um it's almost like a parody of 50 shades of gray okay uh, huh about it's like about a woman who she accidentally falls into the arms of this rich millionaire who's like inexplicably in love with her even though she's very average looking um because she has a perfect vagina um (laughs) (laughs) and then it's all about like weird like sex toys so he produces sex toys and then um but they're like evil and he's using them to control people through various tactics um and then you find out he learnt how to make them in like a weird cave with this hermit woman who lives in a cave and makes sex toys out of like bones and stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And the woman to defeat him has to go and like um has to go and learn from this hermit woman. <laughs> and I don't know, it was really fucking weird. <laughs> was it any good? Uh maybe. I think so. it was kinda good. Mm-hmm. It was a bit like like there were some kind of grim bits, um, but I don't know. I think it was definitely saying something. <laughs> I'm not sure what. But then you find out the reason he's obsessed with her is because she's a clone of his dead wife. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Time where I was like clones in the the deepest I got into like becoming a like trying to use literature to become a uh, an edgier person was when I started like getting into uh, Murakami uh, and I, yeah I can never get into Murakami really I read like two books of his and they were really good except for the parts that were like incredibly uncomfortably horny like yeah Oh, he's not good at writing sex scenes either. I read yeah. that oh, I love because that. they get yeah. nominated for the worst sex scene awards yeah. like every year. <laughs> yeah, and like Kafka on the Beach has like some 
some weird Oedipal storyline where this guy is like really horny for an older woman who then turns out to maybe be his mother but like as a time <laughs> traveler or something oh yeah just like predestination mm. um yeah it's not quite as extreme but <laughs> yeah also i think he someone gives him a hand job who later turns out to be probably his sister why though <laughs> um i read the first part like the first half of iq84 and then sort of couldn't be bothered yeah um I did. I did think it was very funny that the main character was this hot woman who was obsessed with older men who had really thin hair, and I was like, <laughs> "Is this Murakami? Is this what he looks like?" Like I, IQ eighty four is the one that like even Murakami stands say that it's a little too much. Like it's just too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. It uh, is. I very did long. enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy Hard Boiled Wonderland. Like that was. Out of the two I read, I definitely liked that one the most. Mm. And then I read Kafka on the Beach, which had like it had like two parallel storylines, right? That like intersected at, at at a few points. And one of them was great, like the one that was like about the, the an older man that meets like talking cats. Mm. That that plot line was was like really good. And then the other one that was like about the boy who uh, who gets a hand job by his sister. <laughs> <laughs> that one was dog shit. Yeah, it's like the classic, the classic literary phenomenon of hey, you're, you have some good ideas and you can write some good stuff as, as long as you're not horny while you're writing. <laughs> Sometimes you just wish people had like really strict editors as well, you know. Yeah. This is just the thing. If you're trying to write books and people have criticized you for being too horny in the past, you have to jack off before you sit down to write anything. Yeah. You <laughs> to get that juice out of you. <laughs> they just do it during and that's the problem. Yeah. Um, Maybe like sort out issues you have with your mom or your sister. I but isn't know. that what writing's for? It's to sort out your psychosexual <laughs> issues just like on the page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is that I what we're like doing? Some... <laughs> Uh, maybe. I have like some really fucked up issues. I want like millions of people to know about it. I mean, that's sort of people's <laughs> urges. I think. I think a lot of people have the need for people to understand their weird um, issues because that makes them feel better in some way. Mm-hmm. So I guess we introduce. Speaking of books, you ain't got a clue. Let's be honest. I had a couple season made a forest. I put in the work and take the profit. Looking at my girl, that what a goddess. Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise. If you can't keep the deal, then just be honest. Just be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris. Yeah. yeah. I'm a villain, killing when I'm boring. Brothers in the hood, just like the movie that's starring. Service in my world. Welcome back to Hotspell. Speaking of jacking off. Speaking of jacking <laughs> off, and you right now listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to working out all your se- psychosexual issues onto the page. I wrote this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I like put put in any of my sexual hangups in into last week's episode. I I think I'm. I I, I guess I did put in tentacles. <laughs> mm. Now that I think about it. Yeah, you did. Um, you were very dedicated to that as well because you were like, I know what, before you finished, you are like, I know what word this is going to yeah. end on. So you were like, I'm going in with tentacles in mind. You didn't just end up there. No. Well. I was like, yeah, I, I knew pretty soon, like a few paragraphs uh, paragraphs into it, that that was the cliffhanger I want to end in because it's just, just a striking 
imagery, I guess, and also we didn't agree on uh, on these demons being Lovecraftian, so I was like, why not? Yeah, well, that would be a cool surprise. Um, yeah, so this chapter, uh, it's slightly different to the outline, because um, I just sort of went where I felt it had to go, you know, so I introduced <laughs> yeah. a few things. Um, put some lore in there, some some cheeky character introductions. Um, yeah. Okay. It's got got you, it you all. Let your creative juices flow all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it flowed out of me and splashed onto the page. <laughs> <laughs> Did you update the things, Lucy, from last? Oh, I guess you haven't finished editing yet. No, um, I haven't yet. I probably should. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh yeah, you have Scorpio in there already. That's good. I put Scorpio uh, in, and I put um. Oh, I put the Jenna <laughs> was gonna die at one at the yeah. hands of Yanosh. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Uh, Look, if this was if I if, if I was writing this in earnest, like if this was if I was trying to the be- write the write a really good book that like you know. That, you that, know. that I'm proud of I, I, but <laughs> this also not true. I am proud of this one but in a different way but yeah. if, if I was like actually trying to, to, to write a book that is good I would not go with uh, let a female character who only got one line die immediately <laughs> but <laughs> this is a better forest novel so yeah you want some fun stuff um. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and like remember how all the girls were treated in shade of vampire so i i feel like there's <laughs> even if we try we will not we be able be to get so no. <laughs> okay well, yeah where did we leave off so if you left off last time they just reached the portal in the london eye i wrote the words portal and london eye so many times <laughs> while doing this chapter <laughs> there's many uses of the word the london eye <laughs> There's nothing else you can call it, is the thing. Yeah. I sometimes just call it the eye. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. I guess there's also big will keep on spinning, so. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah, inexplicable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a vague reference to that. It's not, not like, exactly the same, but it's like a, a uh-huh. reference. Okay. There's got to be, like, some slang London people have for the London. I mean, we, we need to, there like, come it. up with some London slang. Big there, is, there is no slang for the London Eye. They say it's the eye, or oh, you know, the London Eye, or they just don't refer to it at all. Oh, the Hello, London Eye! The mean... London Eye in it. Oh, mate, the London Eye. The London Eye. You mean Big Johnny Gazer? Big Johnny. Ga- <laughs> oh, that's big old watchful. We call it the eel. It's Cockney rhyming slang. Eel pie for London Eye. <laughs> that also works for big wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Eel pie keep on spinning. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. Yeah, so uh it was about to be a fight scene, maybe. We don't know. But mm. we're going into chapter three. Um yeah. so if we do reading paragraph by paragraph again. Okay. Who would like to begin? Should I start? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Chapter 3 The thing that came out of the London Eye portal came out slowly, unhurried. 
the thing that came out of the London Eye portal almost seemed to ooze outwards, dripping out of the round gap in reality like pus from a wound. The thing that came out of the London Eye portal was initially formless, tentacles becoming claws becoming pincers as if undecided on what kind of monstrosity in which to settle as, trying out each form like trying on clothes. I couldn't help but think of the writings of a particular witch long dead, his stories of tentacled, indescribable creatures from other dimensions. <laughs> the thing that came out of the London Eye pushed itself further out, leveraging against the smooth metal cross-sections of the ferris wheel and dropped like a stone into our reality. It seemed solid now, the shape settling into some great mammalian being with tufted ears and sharp, serrated rows of teeth. I watched it, a strange feeling of inevitability passing through my body. This was meant to happen, I thought. I know this from somewhere. Saliva dripping from its tangible body, <laughs> the thing paused, sniffed the air, and bounded drunkenly down one of the nearby streets. Did you see it? Hey, what was that thing? What do we do? Luke was frantic beside me. In my mesmerized state, I'd almost forgotten him, but it was impossible not to notice him now. Haley, what do we do? I'm thinking, I replied, and I was. Portal, monster, the London Eye. Witch tails and crackling purple energy. The normies around us were on edge, not able to see the portal, or what had come through, but filled with a profound nervousness. That fit the pattern. Normies couldn't see magical energies and would continue not to until the monster was biting them in half. Death had a habit of making unlikely realities sudden apparent. I think... I think it's a demon, Luke. <laughs> I think that's a demonic portal floating in the middle of the goddamn London Eye, and I think it's a demon that we just saw crawl through. Luke was shaking, his eyes wild. But to open a demonic portal, that's high-level magic. It takes at least three powerful beings working together, and, and therefore... It'll take at least four to close it, I said grimly. <laughs> Opening a door is always harder than closing one. The witch council should have heard about this by now. The magical signature must have been felt across the whole country. We have to hang tight and wait for help. Lou didn't look happy, and I couldn't blame him. My mouth tasted metallic, the buzz of the portal filling my body with an unbearable feeling of tension. People around us were getting increasingly upset. A baby in the London IQ began to cry a high, keening wail, and all the dogs in the area had started to bark. In the park nearby, a film crew that was in the middle of filming something looked up at the noise and stopped what they were doing. I recognised the lead, a famous London musical artist, obviously in the middle of filming a music video. He was looking up at the portal and frowning, which made sense. Anyone making music that good had to be secretly one of us. <laughs> After ten minutes, no one had arrived and a distant screaming could be heard from the street down which the demon had gone. Where were they? I thought, my stomach feeling like one of the cannonballs from the Tower of London. <laughs> I can't wait around anymore, said Luke, his fists clenched. Looking around the crowd for people who might be also magically inclined, I saw the three vampires from before looking coolly at the portal. I balked at the idea of asking them for help. Most vamps had only low-level spellcasting ability, and the idea of talking to them made my skin feel shivery. Luke had noticed them too, and as we watched, they turned around and walked swiftly away, the silhouettes of their dark t-shirts vanishing into the crowd. Those bastards, said Luke, clenching his fists. I bet it was them who opened the portal. Never trust a vamp. I'm gonna fucking get them. <laughs> <laughs> and before I could stop him, his muscular back had also disappeared into the crowd. 
God damn it! I yelled. <laughs> and the people around me turned to stare uncomfortably. There had to be a way out of this. I wasn't going to stand here blankly like an overmedicated werewolf on the full moon <laughs> while my best friend got beaten up in an alley. <laughs> I turned around to follow him when the portal groaned and spat out a bolt of purple lightning that hit a man in a bowler hat who was standing nearby, <laughs> vaporizing him instantly. <laughs> the tension that had been building broke like a dam, being released and in less than a minute the square was a screaming mass of fleeing people, a human mismatic mass that flowed like a wound that scab had been, has been torn away. Luke would have to wait. This portal needed to be closed and soon. To close a portal, you need three things. A spell of closing, a potent material, and enough magical energy to pull the edges back together and seal them tight. I knew a good spell of closing. I'd only used it on tears in clothing, but the principles of magic said spells are about the action, not the size, and it should work if I managed to power it strong enough. Not on my own. Frustratingly, the only witch I knew in the area had long since disappeared into his own problems. I'd have to find another way. More lightning was arcing out of the portal. I should have expected it. The energy discharge from putting a hole in reality would build up until it was forced to ground itself in nearby living creatures. The energy! If there was enough of it in the air, it should be attracted to magic users. I looked down at my hand and sure enough, there was a faint purple light buzzing around my fingers and running up and down my arms. I looked around. Time to act. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw the next sentence. <laughs> the first one I found was the musician. He had remained in the park while the rest of the crew had scattered with the crowd and it took a few seconds to react when I tapped him on the shoulder. Hi, I couldn't help but notice that you're magically inclined. I need your help. He blinked at me, his eyes lit up purple by the grounding energy. Yeah, I'm a witch. What do you need me to do? He seemed calm and I was relieved that he didn't waste time on any sort of coded masquerade preamble. <laughs> Sorry, I was absorbed in the story. Um, <laughs> absorbed in the Stormsea. Sto- absorbed in the Stormsea. We need, we need to close that portal. See if you can find any other magic users and meet me at the base of the eye. He nodded and ran off, and I cast my eyes around the square looking for others who were lit up with that eerie purple glow. I could only see one. A middle-aged man wearing shorts and a button-up shirt, staring at the portal with a look of grim calculation. I ran up to him. Excuse me, sir, are you a magic user? Could you help me close the portal? He looked at me blankly before shaking himself and casting a small spell, the words forming blue light in the magically charged atmosphere. Will you say that again? His mouth moved in different shapes. Oh, sorry. Will you say again? (laughs) Oh! Okay. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Hang on. (laughs) Will you say again? His mouth moved in different shapes from his words. A translation spell. You're a witch? Will you help me close the portal? I said again, watching as his face cleared. He was obviously a tourist. No time to ask where from. Yes, yes, I will help close. Tell me what to do. You have much power? (laughs) (laughs) I shrugged, my glowing body very obvious as we ran to where I told the musician to meet me. Impossible to hide power levels like this, as embarrassing as it was. The musician was standing where I taught him to meet me with another faintly glowing man in his twenties. He was youngish, tall, slim-looking, but obviously muscular beneath his crisp black shirt. His hair was a wavy dark brown, his face almost aristocratically built, with high cheekbones and a long straight nose. 
Well done. I think four will be enough with all of this potential energy. I looked at the three of them. Are you willing to follow my instructions? Two of them nodded, but the tall man just gazed at me with a curiously intense expression. Good enough. <laughs> I just hoped he'd do what I taught him when the time came. Okay, I'll draw a circle. Circles weren't compulsory for casting, but in a case where I'd be directing so much power, I didn't want to take any chances. I took the chalk out of my pocket and drew it carefully, avoiding looking at the crackling hole that I had to somehow close without any sort of guidance. Potent object. Do any of you have a potent object? Something strong? They shook their heads. Potent objects could be anything that retained power, from a few herbs to the finger of a hanged man. In this case, I'd have to use something powerful, something sacrificial. I felt my stomach lurch. Sorry about this. I drew my silver knife from my pouch and closed my eyes. Your parents died to protect people. All you have to give up is a little. I pressed the knife against the top joint of my little finger on my left hand and drew a deep breath. For the potency of blood, for the potency of flesh, I give freely of myself. Nothing can be taken from which I do not freely give. I wouldn't cry. <laughs> I would protect people. <laughs> I cut down, and with the magically sharpened blade of my knife, the flesh and bone put up the bare resistance before giving way and dropping into the centre of the circle. I cried out before I could stop myself, and the foreign man ran forward in distress. Your finger! Are you okay? I waved him away, pressing the end of my finger and reciting a much weaker version of the same closing spell I would be using in a few minutes. I'd read about the sacrifice of the blood and flesh in one of the order books in the shop. It was unorthodox but not well publicized, and those who might ask about it seemed to view it disapprovingly, but hopefully it would be enough. For some reason, the musician was looking uneasily at his tall companion, who was still staring at me but was now smiling, with a weird excitement. <laughs> Something in his gaze made my skin feel almost as prickly and strange as the closing wound on my finger. But there wasn't enough time to think about it. Potent object, circle, spell. Magical energy. It was time. Okay, stand around the circle and link hands. The foreign man kept glancing at my finger in the centre of the circle, and the tall man kept looking at me, but they did as I was bid to my vast relief. I stood facing the portal, the tall man to my left and the musician to my right. The tall man's hand was unusually cold, but firm in mine. I felt something niggle at me, but I ignored it. Push your magic towards me. When it feels like enough, I'll close the portal. The power sank into me, waves of it coursing through my hands and up my arms. Again, there was something strange, a magical signature that I didn't recognize and felt strangely alien. Strange or not, the power filled me, my awareness expanding, my body aching with the angry potential of it. Without release, it would burn me up before long, but it also had to be enough to overcome the portal's own entropy. I gritted my teeth and helped felt my hair fan out, crackling with power. I closed my eyes and probed the edges of the portal with my mind, feeling where the fabric of our world became something else. Mapping it mentally, I held its size between my palms. There, you have it. I took a breath and drew in the final piece of power from my severed fingertip. Like the loudest sound you've ever heard becoming suddenly louder, the additional power hit me with unbearable force and I felt my feet slowly lift off the ground, my small circle lifting with me. Unable to stand it anymore, I said the words of closing. The world was purple. I was energy, noise, light. The world was thin, paper thin, and getting thinner. 
I was floating above myself. I could see my own closed eyes. There in front of me was the horrifying hole. The wrongness in the universe shrinking rapidly. The world was scarred. That had happened before I could sense it. There was light pouring out of me. I was the light. I could stay here, I thought. I could be this forever. It would be easy. The tall man who held my hand was laughing wildly. Head thrown back and fangs glinting with purple light. Fangs? A vampire? A vampire! The shock was so great that I realized where and who I was. And I quickly ended the spell and landed back in my body with a thump. It took some time to come back to myself. At first I wasn't aware of anything but the dullness of my senses, the grayness of the world. Then I felt the cold pavement beneath my hands, the ache in my little finger. Then the normal light rushed in and I knew where I was. The portal was closed. The world seemed quiet, impossibly so. The London eye kept on turning. The foreign man was nearby, sitting on the ground and looking queasy. The musician was leaning against a wall. But when he saw me sit up, he grinned and gave me a thumbs up. Suddenly I remembered the vampire and scrambled to my feet, but he was nowhere to be seen. I couldn't believe I'd let a vampire energy into my body, held one's hand. When I cut off my fingertip, had he longed to lap up my blood? Why had he gone along with it? It was impossible. Nothing made sense to me anymore. That man, did you know who he was? I asked the musician calmly, keeping the shake out of my voice. Did you know he was a vampire? Yeah, but you said to find magic users, he said, sounding wary. I didn't think it would be a problem. Before I could say anything else, I was interrupted by a voice calling out. Hello? Are you all okay? All at once, a stream of people were pouring into the square, headed by a strong-looking man with a greying beard, who was advancing on me rapidly with a concerned expression. Uncle Dominic! The witch council was here, finally. Exhausted, I collapsed back down onto the floor and let the questions flow over me. Oh, End, of chapter. <laughs> End of chapter. End of chapter. End of chapter. She cut her finger off. <laughs> I don't like part of it. It's fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure like there's a like a finger, finger restoration spell. Yeah. Or is yeah. that going to be... Book three is going to be finger spell. <laughs> finger spell. Well, I was thinking that it would be like a powerful... Because, you know, like... So, I was like... <laughs> Each spell you have to have like potent objects and normally it's like something else. But like the most potent things is blood and flesh, which is why the vampires drink blood and why the werewolves eat flesh. Um and then at the end, like the final closing spell, like the big one, she'd have to like one of them would have to like sacrifice themselves, but it wouldn't like truly sacrifice them, but it would be as if they were gonna be sacrificed. Mm. Yeah me. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm um so I, hi- I highlighted a bit earlier, yeah, which, um, which was where you said it takes at least three powerful beings working together to open a door, and then uh-huh. she says it'll take four to close it, and then you say closing a door. Oh wait, okay, yeah. you changed that whilst we were doing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it the wrong way around. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, but still, like closing a door is harder than opening one. Is like a good like quote on like a cover of a shirtless dude, and maybe also yeah. Haley on it. Like, yeah, it's like a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be like the Kindle most highlighted line of this chapter. 
Yeah, because then, like, when they have the spell which makes their minds connected, it's hard mm-hmm. to get rid of because oh, yeah, closing it's the come door back. is harder oh. than opening one. I I was going to mention something else, like, not to nitpick or anything, <laughs> but... <laughs> so, in the last chapter, we said goodbye <laughs> to Luke. Yeah. Do we? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you did this last time where you just kind of forgot about what happened in the last chapter and wrote what you wanted. Yeah. Luke, Luke went off on the tube to follow those other three vampires and then they oh, both so he's already done it. this chapter. <laughs> oh, shit. How did, did I forget that? Because I was going to ask if this is like some contrived thing because Haley said goodbye to Luke. Funny, uh, who stayed in the tube with the other three vampires? <laughs> but then, like Haley switched to another line and went two more stations to get to the London Eye. So is this like some contrived thing where they also just accidentally end up at the London Eye, and then he's just there? <laughs> Maybe that'd be quite funny if he actually like met up with her again and was like, "I lost them," but then they see them again. And he's like, damn, my prey. And then he chases back up. I, I, I literally didn't know if you did this on purpose or not. No, I just <laughs> I just completely forgot what happened last chapter. <laughs> you can change it if you want, but I thought it was also funny if this is like a, like a weird inconsistency <laughs> that like really cheapens Luke's exit from last chapter. Because she spent like an entire paragraph thinking about how, oh, I hope he's going to be okay. He always rushes into things and thinks oh, yeah. that his muscles are so strong. I hope he's not going to beat them up. So there's, there was this entire spiel of her thinking about that. <laughs> no, he's just there. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll adjust it. I'll adjust mine. It'll be fine. <laughs> also, genuinely, like, the, the reason why I didn't address it, why it was happening, because I was like, what if this comes back in a way later where it's like, oh, fuck, this isn't even actually Luke. It's like a doppelganger or whatever. <laughs> that would be pretty good. <laughs> it's clones. But then he just did the chase, so I guess... <laughs> He just did the same thing again. I like this. It's very, very funny that Stormzy is just here. (laughs) I just like the fact that he's just part of it. And it's just like, he's there. Do we need to like drop in like some some quotes of his songs that he just says? What, what, they finish the fight and he's like, wow, that was crazy. Um, Fuck the government. Fuck Boris. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks at the camera and like puts up a piece on. It was like fuck, fuck the government. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really Haley does a dab and then he looks like at her and says, "Oh, do we don't dab. We just wussy bob." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the he turns to the camera and says, "Famous Dumsy quote: Engineering was the safe and sensible choice, but music was what I loved and what I wanted to do." I feel like the easiest thing to um, to put in is like uh, fucking uh, when there's a bit where uh, where um, trying to trying to think of a scenario where this would come up. Where it's like, I, I guess it should be earlier. Where it's like, uh, maybe we could switch around the thing where she says the thing about how, oh, oh I think this is a demon, right? Mm. But it's yeah. but it but it storms it there, and so she, she but she does the same thing. Uh, she says the same thing where it's like, I think that's a demonic portal 
floating in the middle of the goddamn London Eye. I think it's a demon and we just, that we just saw crawl through. And then the musician or like this person next to her just says, oh man, the audacity. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. This is very funny to me. I'm, I can't believe she cut off her finger. <laughs> I know, right? Pretty gnarly. God damn. Um, I feel like it would be very funny like, if this like didn't her missing a finger now just like didn't come up for <laughs> never comes up the again. next yeah. 10 chapters and then every once in a while she, she like remembers it's not like um a song of ice and fire where she's just like my finger ached when the yeah. portal opened and i winced at the memory of the portal's energies yeah we could do that but i mean that <laughs> I would be like... good but i think it's even better if it's just do- if it just doesn't matter yeah, mm. if it's like yeah. uh, like Shade of Vampire again, where the um, uh, her having panic attacks uh, is like a big thing in the first chapter, and then it doesn't come up for the rest of the book until she's suddenly diagnosed with uh, low latent inhibition. She's well, she got be- she IQ got better. Disease. Yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> she's too smart is the problem. She's diagnosed with being too brain smart. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. He's diagnosed being too epic. <laughs> um, so Marco's in this chapter then. Yeah, he's here. He's here. Um, he sees her and he's like, "Fuck, she's really super powerful. I am. I love this magic shit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find a way to to get this." Mm. He's like, hmm, "Yes, if- this is what I, this is what I would like." What if Michael had a fetish of like sucking on fingies? No. <laughs> I know because it's that. when she cuts off her finger and he's like looking at it. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. He's like, mm, delicious. It's not for later. I think he's like. So I think he's like medium controlled. So he's not. He's not like I'm gonna eat this. He's like, wow, this is kind of fucked up, but kind of cool. But he's also like, mm, blood. Yeah, and now obviously. Hot. Obviously, um, she's going to misinterpret it as him just really, really wanting to eat her, which is going to be, like, one of their conflicts when they when they get together as part of the team. Yeah. You know, oh, she's yeah, gonna that's be like, good. Well, it's she's a gonna classic be like, vampire romance problem of just really wanting to eat the person you yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, my, this is my idea, is that the power, you know, that there's power in blood and there's power in, like, the flesh. And so he wants her power, which is sort of the same as wanting her blood. Oh yeah, um, right. We talked about how, uh, but that like I put that in my chapter, but it was because you said that magic should be like a blood thing. Mm. Yeah. So that there was we, we did some groundwork. I think I think we did a great job at setting this up really subtly, where she was like, uh, "Magic is in our blood, literally." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean mm. it's also kind of wanting the wanting the power. And wanting the blood is like wanting the flesh, but also in like a kind of way. Well, yeah, because they're the same. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You see, it's great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It all fits together, is my point. Did you like that she was werewolf racist for a bit? Yes, I did. (laughs) 
Some over-medicated werewolf on a on a <laughs> full moon. Yeah, it's oh. good because it also, but it's not just racist. It also condemns people who have to use medication. Yeah, which... it's saying, huh, werewolves are so funny how they have to take drugs to not kill people on the full moon. And they're all sleepy. <laughs> sleepy doggos. <laughs> they're just sleepy doggos, yeah. Do you think she should say that to Horace at some point? And he is like a microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> just a sleepy sleepy little doggo and then she pets him on the head and he's just like how fucking day oh yeah she's got a she's got to do a ton of microaggressions that's that's a given i think yeah <laughs> let me see what else we need to talk about uh yeah ton of portal stuff Oh, the translation spell and the foreign man, very funny. Oh, yeah, good. Is <laughs> that just too far? I, like I was thinking, what if he's just like a two flower character? <laughs> <laughs> he's just sort of around. He's visiting. Yeah. Mm. And he's, he's gone to the London Eye, because what else would you go see in London? That's exactly. true. It's the only thing. <laughs> Big. Is he going to stick around, or is he just a one off? Pro- probably not. I think he's. I mean, he could come back when they go to a different country. Yeah. Well, because I'm um, gonna I'm gonna write the um, witch council meeting in the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could have them be like, "Oh, he's a visiting fucking ambassador from." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Where's Borat from? <laughs> Kazakhstan. 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 <laughs> yeah, but you need to do something else, like Uzbekistan or something. Yeah, or yeah. or just. Well, do you want this to be a Borat character? Or no, you... not really. <laughs> I was thinking Borat about is a witch. Not. Why not? I'll just I say you can make him like Italian or something. Oh, I was I was thinking German in my head. I'm sorry, Janosch. <laughs> <laughs> Germans usually speak English. Like good uh, enough that well, they don't need the translation. A lot of style. these people probably speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that they don't in this book. Uh-huh. Because they're a funny foreigner. I was imagining yeah. like a French or Belgian thing. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I was thinking French. Yeah. That would be good. Um, and then like, what is happening? He like has a comic do. mustache. Yeah, he twiddles. Yes. Um, do you like I... one? Of the first guy who's vaporized has a bowler hat for no reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. That was so good. He just vaporizes the most British man in the country. <laughs> Oh no, the magic is attracted to high British people. <laughs> <laughs> the the demon comes out and it's like, well, the energy here is vile. I'm gonna kill the most British person I can find. <laughs> yeah, because they have to they have to deal with the demon now. That's gotta be like what they oh, do next Oh yeah, because the, the demon's still out, sorry, yeah. They've it, shut the it portal. should be less yeah, it'll be less powerful because the portal's shut, but it's like, you know going around yeah eating people this felt um as a chapter extremely video gamey um <laughs> you know the bit where you have to ask someone to find another magic user and then like you have to run around yeah um and look for mm-hmm. somebody else who's kind of glowing um, yeah but... <laughs> and then you have like a short cut scene as you try to convince them and then you have to do like a bunch of um maybe a quick time event to do the portal closing Mm. And now I'm about to write the um, battle scene, the button masher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's like the beginning bit where you're like learning. 
he has yeah, a tutorial. Some, someone's like, follow me. Yeah. To, like, go do what they said. And it's like, go, get them now. And, you, and then the thing comes up on the screen that's like, press A. Yeah, so Storm, like, Stormzy pops up on Stormzy the screen says, like, press Stormzy X. Says, press A. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. No, so I'm going to do... I'm going to do the fight and I'm yes. probably going to say that that's where Marco's run off to. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then I'm going to do the council meeting. Yes. Um, and I'll see how, how far that takes me. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking cause, uh, to, to like speed up the process because the other like dangling plotline is like the what happened to Luke yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So like maybe I could write that while you write the. Oh, true. Yeah, we could do like a cutaway. Yeah, I mean Wait, it could we're be doing like cutaways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. It doesn't because we we said we're still only gonna have the Haley POV, right? So there's not gonna be a Luke POV. Okay. Yeah. It's just gonna be him telling her, right? Uh, yeah, like, that was the original yeah, plan. Like that, yeah. they're gonna uh, find him like beaten up, <laughs> and then he's gonna like he's gonna be like, "This is what happened." Yeah. Okay, that's good. So yeah, if you just assume that I've written a thing where she's come out of a building now and then she runs into Luke, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, do you... Go, Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna write that into your chapter? Um... Or should I start my chapter with that? Like... If I, if I just end it with, I exited the council building and then you go from like... And I ran into Luke outside <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> I mean, maybe you yeah, could, maybe you could actually like put a because we do need. I feel feel like I exited the council building is a very bad line to end. Oh, the I'm not gonna write that. <laughs> but maybe it could be like maybe you could use uh, you could use it as a cliffhanger. Like you know, you have the council meeting, and then it's gonna be like you know, I exited the council meeting, uh, being like you know. Uh, lifted in spirit or whatever and then mm. uh, then I remembered or then I just saw uh, Luke outside or whatever like as a cliffhanger that Luke is like bleeding out or whatever okay yeah so he's like or maybe maybe he, she gets a phone call by him I don't know okay yeah yeah okay, she could get like um, a text that's like SOS I'm by Pratt <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so stuck on. <laughs> but yeah, probably Pratt. Um, I think it'd be funny. She leaves the council building and she can see Scorpio sat in the nearby Pratt, and he gives her a cheeky little wave, and she's like, oh, "Luke." <laughs> <laughs> but what's happened if if the vampires are there? What happened to Luke? <laughs> exactly. What are, are the they vampires doing? Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if it like takes the vampire's like drinking the coffee and he's looking at her out the window and he just then corks like a little vial of blood and then just pours it into his coffee? Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, no. God, can you Luke. imagine? Imagine how bad that would taste. Uh, delicious and vampiric. <laughs> I'll, I'll. Hmm. Am I? I'm so tempted to actually do that though. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be good. Yeah. <laughs> She sees the vampires and suddenly she's like, fuck, my best friend who's really weak. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe he went to kill vampires by himself. 
<laughs> I love Maybe. that. Okay, so I, you're going to have to write it out, basically, in your chapter. Yeah. But I love the fact that he's there, like, what is it? He says, um... <laughs> Let me find it. I'm going to get him. No, he says, I'm going to fucking get them. In the most, like... He's like, never trust a man. I'm going to fucking get them. In the most, like, race... Like, race crime... Like... <laughs> They're not even doing anything. And he's like, wow. He's just like, I bet they did it. Even though we just said that vampires aren't good at magic. Yeah. <laughs> Luke is more racist than uh, Haley in this chat, which I guess makes sense because he is Uncle Dominic's adoptive son. Yeah. Yeah. So hers is solely based on like her like traumatic uh, issues. Yes. Um, and Luke has just been raised like incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's no, but let's like actually that. talk about it. So what? What like just just the setup to the her seeing the because I think that's a good that's a good cliffhanger when it's like if it's like her seeing Scorpio outside and he's like maybe winking at her or something. Mm drinking coffee uh, yeah oh he drinks out of a hip flask or something mm. well yeah because yeah. she could leave she leaves the council building it's cold she's like oh thank god that's over and she looks across the street and he's like smugly leaning against the wall takes a swig of a hip flask and like raises his eyebrows at her and she makes this little mental thing like he looks kind of familiar like mm-hmm. like marco's gonna have been at the meeting and she's like hmm but I maybe feel like was... one thing that could make it more dramatic, not yeah. that this isn't dramatic enough, but one thing that <laughs> could make it even more dramatic, if he, like, flicked something at her that belongs to Luke. Yeah. So, like, I don't Ooh. know, maybe he has, like, a talisman or whatever, or, like, a necklace that he always wears, and that oh. he's just gonna, he's just gonna, like, throw it at her and then disappear smugly. I mean, the and... the cover mock-up i made for this the model who yes. is modeling as luke does have a necklace on oh perfect yeah so i'll just do that it could be like um what would he wear he'd wear like a puka shell or a shark's tooth or something <laughs> yeah maybe not um across cr- <laughs> <laughs> it's like luke is a witch racist an aura reader and an evangelical christian <laughs> Um, well, that would be so good. I think though, it can it be like... a cross, but it should have like some weird uh, magical d- meaning that makes no sense. Like, what if what if it's like an upside down cross? Yeah. What if he believes that being a witch means that you're God's chosen? What like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh. they got it wrong in the Bible. What, like Actually, some kind being of a witch means you're race. blessed by God. <laughs> what if he's like? What if he's like Satan is, but in a weirdly Christian way? <laughs> like, okay, like in the way like evangelical Satanist. Yeah, yeah, in the way that he's he's wearing like the upside down cross, but he's always like preaching to other witches that they need to come to Satan. While the while most witches <laughs> don't really believe in that stuff anymore, like they just they just do magic, you know. But Luke is the only one who like still believes in the myths of like, uh, oh, Satan gave us the power, and he is, you know. <laughs> He... I don't know. I can't see this characterization for him because I don't think he's goth enough. <laughs> like yeah, I think he's, he's not very goth. He's too like next door, but like boy next door mm. to be. Into... Maybe that's like 
Yeah, maybe that's like Uncle Dominic's thing, and then Luke's yeah. like maybe. embarrassed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine Uncle Dominic being into that. I yeah, think maybe Uncle Dominic is like into that, but in a cool goth way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, and Luke just like you know still wears the memorabilia. Mm. Uh, but like in in a I don't know he's like the lame version of that or something like he's yeah, yeah. he's the fake goth yeah okay that sounds good to me <laughs> just the idea. everyone knows in the satanic bible yeah that Solomon cuts the baby in half yeah and then he's one like half becomes a vampire and one becomes a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> there's like uh it's gonna be like moments where you know some someone says something significant and then. Luke is just gonna add, uh, you know, book of uh, Mephisto, uh, chapter <laughs> five, verse two. Let's <laughs> yells above four, verse seven. <laughs> oh. I I kind of want to make Uncle Dominic a little bit sexy. Yeah. Yo, for sure. Obviously. We talked yeah. about it's that. Like, I want to know. So got a little pointy mustache, yeah. no, a beard, like a little, little goatee, like the devil's, yeah. yeah. He's a little got goatee. Like a little, little finger beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hot. Okay. He's like, he's like, um, um, well, what's the guy who plays Tywin Lannister, but in Rebecca? Um, well, the character. The, well, yeah, I guess. That, the... the <laughs> I know where my mind's going. Um, like Charles Dance. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Charles Dance, but who does he play in Rebecca? Max De Winter. He's the main. He's very old for that. Max De Winter is old. Not that old. <laughs> he's pretty old. He's like in his fifties, sixties. I mean, the, it was an older adaption. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting, okay. a, getting away from ourselves here. Um, okay. <laughs> Charles Dance. I feel like hmm. I'm I'm not fully seeing Charles Dance for this role. Okay. Maybe somebody else. That's I was fine. thinking someone some, someone a bit gruffer. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um I was thinking it could be like um fucking Timothy Dalton and Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I can see that. He's a bit very evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just does the thing he does in Hot Fuzz where he's there like, I'm going to slash these vampires. More like slash their <laughs> prestige points or some shit. <laughs> uh, uh, we still need to introduce prestige points. Oh, I guess yeah. that's the council. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, he was... Oh. <laughs> he was. Who was I about to say? Um... Oh. Ooh, what if he looks like George Clooney? Yeah, George that could Clooney's work. A good one. I feel like even Pierce Brosnan would work. Like any of the like Bond actors who are who have gotten older since then. Yeah, uh, I could see them as Uncle Dom. Oh, I just googled Dilf actors. <laughs> Looking very Dilfy today. I could see like Hugh Grant in like Paddington too when he was evil. Yeah, mm. well, I don't know if Hugh, Hugh Grant's a bit nice. Yeah, but he's evil in that one. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of these men aren't dill. This is a too youthful selection. No, of I don't think Steve Carell works, Chaz. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, would... I just thought it was funny. I know, we, lo- we all love the big short here. 
But we do. Yeah, we do. Some of us more than others. <laughs> Listen, it may or may not be the film I've seen the most times ever, but that's not because of Steve Carell, although he is good in it. He's pretty good in it. I was thinking of a Dilf, and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> God damn. What if he looks like um, fucking Skeet Ulrich in Riverdale? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like yeah. that. Because Skeet's um, very hot. <laughs> Jughead dad. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Jughead dad. I like when he's working at Pops and he's wearing that little uniform. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I feel like... <laughs> I feel like Skeet is like too like he's not like uptight enough. Like I feel like it has to be. Um, he could be though, because he is like the head of the witch council. Yeah, no, mm. I can see this. And I'm, Chief I'm Satanist. sorry, I've, my fan cast has been decided for me. I was thinking that he, w- I thought he would seem very cool and like laid back, but then just that's why it's like so shocking when he's evil. Oh, maybe because everyone's like, but he's so nice to us. And he says like dodgy stuff, but he says it in like a funny way. Yeah. So you're like, oh, he must be joking though, right? Mm-hmm. He's just a funny, nice guy. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Fan casting our own TV show adaption of our own book that we're not published yet. <laughs> I mean, I feel like um, using character references or like actor references uh, as what they look like is like a you know what pad fake trope right oh fully yeah because they were yeah you in, go here's the cast literally yeah. on what pad you can have a cast down yeah. the side of the story as you read <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's very accurate to that yeah and like bella forest books are just like glorified what pad fix i guess yeah um yeah so, you know, we don't need to we don't need to inc- include this in the actual finished printed book that we're gonna send at, uh, send to Bella. But like we know, <laughs> we know, you the <laughs> listener knows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything you guys think I should be including in the next chapter that I might not have? Trying to think. Uh, are we already gonna meet like, uh, human hacker Tanya? And, oh, uh, she could be taking the minutes or something. Should it be a thing where they haven't met before, though, when they put the team together and then like, look, this is our hacker Tanya, and she's like, hey, and then they shake hands. I mean, I feel like, like she, I feel like she character. should be in the next chapter, but I don't know if she would be in at, uh, in the action scene or at yeah. the witch hat concert. Like they're they're gonna go inside, like after after a job done, they're gonna go inside, and she's like just like hacking the shit away already, like she. She's like trying to, uh, you know. What does she hack? <laughs> what is like her role as a hacker? <laughs> she hacks into. What is she hacking? Um, <laughs> the government. Because uh... <laughs> the thing we agreed on in the in in the outline was that she's gonna uh, d- gonna hack into the information that where the next attack is gonna happen, right? Yeah. I don't know yeah. how she does it. Like I maybe because she's not supernatural, she, but maybe she can hack no. demons still. Because... No, it's like so. Basically, I think what should be the thing is like the demon portals create this really specific energy signature, yeah. and whilst humans mm. can't see it, it does register on like like the meteorological yeah, office good. thing. So maybe yeah. she's hacking into the Met office to like see <laughs> <Yeah>. weather reports. <laughs> 
from. And maybe she helps like upkeep the masquerade by like um, getting rid of like news reports and stuff. Yes. And, like, Yes. Keeping things secret. Maybe it's gonna be something like how um, there are systems in tech that wouldn't wouldn't generally let a portal appear in the London Eye, and maybe those were like taken down by like rival hackers, like by the demons <laughs> hackers. So she like hacks against okay. them. So they have like a hacking war as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the '90s film Hackers. <laughs> Tanya no, th- is those are all, the always my favorite first film scenes. Demonology where, like... hacker. <laughs> <laughs> We're right back to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> like those are always the like. Why else would you have a hacker if there wouldn't be a hack off at one point? Yeah. Yeah, and they're like. They're they're getting through my wall, and she's like really she's like clicking buttons. She's just clicking so many buttons, and there's like a bunch of writing. Yeah. But what does it mean? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she's got like a keyboard with like hex symbols instead, and she's like doing like witch hacking. Yeah, I feel like Tanya should be like an expert on the, on like a ton of uh, occult stuff. She just herself doesn't have occult powers but she, she still like understands it so she can be uh, employed as a hacker by them yeah. yeah she's so good that she discovered that this world existed yeah. and they were like we're either going to cast a spell on you so you don't remember this or we'll give you a job oh she what if she like she's a, like a tech genius so she like once she figured out like maybe it is because the signals that they give up they give out so she like maybe developed like some glasses that makes her see <gasps> supernatural stuff Oh hell yeah! That would yeah, be no, very cool. Yeah, she's got like fucked up sunglasses. That would be sick. Yeah, I love this. God, Tanya is my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, God, I, I can't love wait her. She's so cool and all to yeah. individually butcher her characterization. <laughs> <laughs> well, she will be three different characters as we all write her. Yeah, that's, that's true. Fine. <laughs> But like I did, I I did mention in one of our main episodes that as a male feminist, obviously the, these are the type of characters that I uh, I am into. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Hot but sexy. Yeah, uh, but smart but also but hot. smart but also hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, amazing. Um, thank That's you. So funny. This is good. Yeah, I think this is good. I think this is another great chapter in the can. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna change anything about the Luke stuff or not. Uh, I'll have a think. (laughs) (laughs) She goes to the Witch Council meeting and there's also Luke there, but then she's also like, where is Luke? (laughs) She goes to the Witch Council meeting. Luke has been with her the whole time, then he sees three vampires and he runs off again. (laughs) Luke's like, I see some vampires, I'm gonna change that. (laughs) She's like, oh shit, we're in a time loop. (laughs) <laughs> a time maybe loop you can loops racism. <laughs> maybe you can just instead put in like a flashback scene where she remembers when she said goodbye to Luke one chapter ago. <laughs> <laughs> she she thought of Luke. He would be so shocked by this demon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just do some yeah I'll do some changes at the beginning and just I'll adjust it. Nice. Nice. I still feel great about this book. Yeah, good. Me too. <laughs> yeah. This this is coming along really nicely, I think. Mhm. 
What percentage mm-hmm. of, a, so. of a novel do we have now? Like 12% probably. <laughs> wow. Uh, less if it's it a longer how long novel. the novel's gonna be yeah, yeah exactly I, mean, I suppose <laughs> like the the um, like bare minimum would be like at 40,000 words which is like 200 to 240 pages uh, but it can be longer mm. so and I mean we got a lot of plot points to get through yeah. you know we got we have a lot of a lot of fights and a lot of romance yeah and we're yeah. probably but gonna sh- keep- but hey sh- I, I wonder what's gonna happen once we, we've gotten through like these introductory th- scenes where we can like stray away further from the outline which I guess I guess some I guess we already set up things that are gonna make it stray away further from the from the outline with mm. like the Scorpio stuff and uh, but you know sometimes the stuff. characters just like decide where they want to go yeah exactly you know? they, they talk through you yeah. no that's what i was gonna say like i'm really excited to get to those like middle chapters or like the, the chapters in in a few weeks where uh we're gonna have to start like writing uh either like filler chapters or <laughs> chapters <laughs> where it's like them like just them hanging out like I'm I'm excited what's gonna happen there. Yeah, so some fun social scenes. Yeah. I mean, at least she's so she's she's met the love interest now, so she, we've got that that contrast in the bed. Yeah, we yeah. got the ton set up already. We've got, you know, the Luke, Luke got already set up. Uh, Marco got set up. Her parents dying got set up. Uh, Uncle Dominic is here. Stormzy mm-hmm. is here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's important um, that Stormzy be in this. <laughs> uh, I think it's very funny. I wasn't sure if I should say he was a grime musician, just like specifically. Um, um, no, I think musician <laughs> works. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if the kind of people who read these books are into grime. Is that? Yeah. That, maybe that's too judgmental. A lot of people can be into grime. Yeah, and I mean, Stormzy yeah. is pretty popular like i'm yeah oh really? maybe they're like not into the genre but like into at least into this specific musician yeah they all cheer when stormzy turns up yeah Mm -hmm. i think so (laughs) i would i mean storms yeah Yeah. (laughs) stormzy or storms as we the witches call storms Storms. (laughs) as is his as the the, yeah as his name amongst the witches (laughs) who's your fan cast for stormzy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wiley Oh uh, George George Clooney <laughs> I can't believe we whitewashed Stormzy <laughs> Yeah that's when um, in, in the film rather than it being Stormzy they think musician refers to like some other British music Yeah it's gonna like be Ed Sheeran it's Ed Sheeran, Sheeran. Sheeran. Like, they cast Ed Sheeran instead and all the fans get really mad oh. as they should Yeah I can't imagine. Actually, there's a song with with Stormzy, like. Oh, true, and it's called "Take Me yeah. Back to London." So, in a way, <laughs> maybe I'll make that the I'll make that the music for this episode. Ed Sheeran's a werewolf. Um. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't pay for an Ed Sheeran cameo. Uh, also, Game of Thrones already got there, so. Oh, well, we definitely can't afford Stormzy. <laughs> um, 
maybe he'll be a fan and he'll be like, I love this book so much. I'm so glad they put me in. Yeah, he's gonna. Um, this is gonna be like the real I'll success story that all the like clickbait websites are gonna talk about, it's, and it's gonna be like these, this author trio. Uh, put Stormzy into their uh, put an homage to Stormzy into their book now he's agreed to appear in the movie version mm-hmm. you'll never guess I what think, happened next <laughs> I think the headline is much more likely to be this author th- trio put Stormzy in their young adult book you'll never guess what happened in the lawsuit <laughs> yeah <laughs> look if Stormzy was a real You've socialist he him. wouldn't believe in uh, stuff like that so that's true. Stormzy went to us. <laughs> no. I choose to believe I that. I feel like he's more likely to sue if we use his music. Which Yeah. We yeah. will do. Which we're not. Which we could. <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe you could you can actually like when you edit this episode and do like some fancy stuff, maybe at the part where it's like uh the a musician was shooting a music video, maybe you can put like some Stormzy under the audio there yeah it'll just be like faintly in the background yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's okay I will try <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking <hell>. okay it's <laughs> good Haley is gonna be like um, damn this magic this magic shit is uh, you have to make a ton of sacrifices for this uh, magic shit like me losing my finger but like you know magic is great but it is it is a ton of responsibility and you have to give up stuff and then uh, Storms is gonna reply yeah heavy is the pet that wears the crown (laughs) (laughs) heavy is the head that wears the crown (laughs) <laughs> um, what if Stormzy what if Stormzy is like yeah have you heard of my music and then Haley's like I prefer John Lennon <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just really like the Beatles <laughs> <laughs> Haley's gonna be like I, I like your I like your music but I didn't like when you supported Jeremy Corbyn <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can write that. <laughs> Haley's like, I'm so glad that our government is strong and stable now. <laughs> so he's like, no, I disagree. I do not trust this government. And then it's actually it's actually a hint that the Witch Council is evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? The UK government is a hint that the Witch Council is corrupt? Oh, no. But, yeah, but like, Storm- that, Storm- that could... Stormzy's like, I don't like the government. But he's referring to the Witch Council. Yeah. Yeah, that could like actually be a thing where it's like after the action scene where he helps out, they're gonna, you know, Dom is gonna ask, and you still don't want to join our council, and he's gonna be like, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't trust uh, the government or whatever. Yeah, in the song Vossibot, where Stormzy says, "Fuck the government, fuck Boris," what he yeah. was actually going to say was, "Fuck the government, fuck Uncle Dominic," <laughs> but um, Uncle <laughs> Dominic got to him first. <laughs> Fuck the witch council. He, he was like, they won't know what that means. Um, you gotta, you gotta change it to uphold the masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dad, what if Stormzy is a witch? I'm just saying. He might be. This is a, this is a documentary. Yeah, this is real. Um, this is real. We're actually real witches, and we're trying to tell you 
uh, with this book, what's real and true and out there. Yeah. Um, but we're just pretending to be authors rather than documentarians. Yeah, this really yeah. happened to but the London. Remember when there was like that big earthquake in London and nobody knew where it came from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I channel the characters and they speak through me because <laughs> they're real. <laughs> Channeling Stormzy right now. Okay. Okay. Right, let's call it. Okay. This is enough. Uh, th- thank you. Thank you for listening yeah. to Chapter 3. Thank you for spell. enjoying this episode. Yeah. Thank you for loving this episode. Thank you for dedicating a really good time to it. Yeah, thank you for just thinking to yourself how much you like us as people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also giving us money. That's very kind. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, next we week, it, I will be but... writing chapter four. Um, and it will be funny. And I might be writing chapter five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it works out. We're all... And I'll be doing my dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> You'll be writing so, something much worse. Yeah, I'll be writing something with a far worse syntax. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> far less fun to read out loud on a podcast. Yeah. Imagine if we just did bonus that. episodes where we just read out your dissertation. <laughs> I wouldn't be on it. I'd be like, no, I'll skip this week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I read it out and everyone's just laughing and I'm like, I don't get why everyone is laughing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you on the main episode. We'll see you on the main episode. Jet plane up to the sky. We ain't a rave in a while. So take me back to London. Yo, I do deals but I never get twanged. Moves that ain't never been planned. No goons that were never in gangs. Where I'm from, chat shit get banged. Where I'm from, chat shit, they're the 12 gauge drip. Yeah, sick how it fits in my hand. I don't mix with the glitz and the glam. All these stupid pricks on the gram. I don't do online beef or Nicky Grand beef. I'm way too G'd up. Beef for Grammy. I bought an AP to help me time keep my shooter ride. DP moves when I speak my shooter ride. Shoot a guy. Leave you wet like you scuba dive. We were younger then and now we're unified. South London boys, get you crucified and gone. It's that time, Big Mike and Teddy are on grime. I wanna try new things, they just want me to sing because nobody thinks I write rhymes. But now I'm back in the bits of my guy.